The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. Hi, and welcome to episode 71 of the Mighty Whites podcast. We told you that the nerves were back and it it I'd wish that nerves were where it stopped. Now I'm actually shitting myself. Um Jack joined as always by Casey. Oh. Whose uh, voice apparently got really loud over the last second or two. Oh really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, oh, really. Okay. No why. Oh no uh, why. <laughs> uh so yeah, Cardiff. I hate Cardiff. Fucking Cardiff. <laughs> Nothing good ever happens there, does it? Now, Cardiff, it's a bad place full of bad people. Uh, <laughs> we don't even need to be playing Cardiff for bad things to happen there, but no, it was uh, yet another uh, disappointing experience in South Wales. Yeah, uh, it, won't, it wasn't a great performance. We were the better side of the two, but two sloppy mistakes, two goals. The finishers were good finishers, in fairness to them. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm still, I, I still feel like Mesley probably could have done a bit better with with Hoylet's goal. No, absolutely nothing he could do about the second. That was an absolute belter. Yeah, he just looked as if he'd put all his weight onto his uh onto his left foot. Yeah, and then once it's going to his right, he just can't go back the other way. Uh, but the, the game, it was weird. Like first sort of, it it followed uh, the pattern that we saw quite a bit before the break, where sort of for 10 minutes, we looked as if we were trying to figure the game out a little bit. And then we got on top and looked really comfortable, uh, but without creating any really great chances. Uh, but the it all changed with Hoylet's goal. It's like, I have no idea how Calvin Phillips has managed to play a pass that badly. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... It's it's an incredibly poor. One one there was no need for him to play that pass first time anyway. Uh, but secondly, and I, I, I know we discussed it earlier as to our thoughts as to whether it was meant to be going to Ailing or or to Ben White. I'm pretty um, sure it's to White. He's just missed it by that much that it ended up near Ailing. <laughs> it still wasn't near him. No, um, but no, and then uh, you. I want to say I'm a little bit disappointed with the speed of a few people getting back, but at the same time, knowing full well that Hoyler is a, a fairly quick player. Um, you know, could, could Ben White have, have done a little bit more? Probably, but he kind of picked, you know, he tried to keep him uh, on his left and, and he took full advantage of that. Yeah, I, I thought that Ben White should have got closer to it. It's one of the problems when you lose the ball where Phillips did. Just as we like going into an attacking transition, the fullbacks go bombing up. Everyone's set off in the other direction, and yeah, look, it just Ailing, takes Ailing it just takes half the play. There. It just takes half the players out of the game if you lose it at that exact moment. Uh, but there were they were definitely a few other errors that could have done better. But the main one for me, it does come down to Phillips. It's just such a poor pass. Uh, and I mean Phillips, I thought throughout. To be honest, I didn't think he had a very good game. 
I thought um, we were we were pretty much non-existent in middle of midfield to be honest. I thought Phillips and Click were both really quiet. Yeah, I. I Click more so than Phillips. I thought was was absolutely anonymous. I couldn't I couldn't tell you anything that he was involved with at all. Um, but yeah, we 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 really struggled in that central area. Um, certainly, kind of in the middle third. Once we got it a bit higher in the first half, Tyler Roberts was able to uh, create a few half chances anyway with it. Yeah, Roberts uh, was probably the most lively. Yeah, I think I think. I think Second half, I think Cardiff probably did a better job dealing with him than they had in the first and, and kind of got him out of the game a bit more. Um, but yeah, he, he had a few nice touches and, and was willing to take players on. Uh, but again, they, they were very happy to, to have us attacking 25 yards out in the centre of the field. It, it didn't see, it wasn't really much of an issue for them. Yeah, uh, and then their second goal where Liam Cooper goes to play a ball to Alioski and leaves it conservative estimate 10 yards short where it needs to be. Because <laughs> that yeah. pass needs to be in front of him and it's way short of him. Yeah, absolutely uh, nowhere near. And then and, and they turned it around so quickly. There's the, the ball inside to, to Gladstill and he, he takes one touch and a nice volley in from there. Yeah, that one, unlike the other, there isn't a few other errors that I'm looking at. It's just give ball away sloppily, and we were just knackered from then on. And it's a re- it is a really good finish. Mm. Uh, I mean, I would say that, like, as much as you don't, when you're watching game, you don't. I don't think in these terms, but when you look back at it, for both of those chances to go in is very unlucky. Yeah, and, and I think I think that afternoon as well, the the stat came up, didn't it? That. Cardiff have had five shots on target against us this season and scored all five of them. Yeah, which is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> so I think, uh, which to which I think your response was leads that. Yeah, shout out to the leads of that podcast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, the um, yeah, it was just it is just very unfortunate, but it was something like was it not point the xg was not point two to about two point three or something. Uh, and I was amazed. I didn't realise ours would be as high as two point three because I didn't. In my head, I didn't think we'd created that many clear cut chances. But I suppose that Jack Harrison one that Bamford blocked on the line was probably, you know, not point five or something. Yeah, uh, big shout out to Patrick Bamford's defensive work. Yeah, and Alex Smithy's made that really good save at Robert's feet. That'll have been quite high as well. And there was a few Ailing's header from that corner. But I say it got hooked off the line. I think it was going just wide anyway. Yeah. It was uh, it, it's one of those that live looked a lot closer than it than it was once you'd seen a couple of replays. Yeah. Because at, um, at first I thought Don Goodman was been very pessimistic as as he typically is with Leeds, and then you saw it a couple of times like, All right, Don, you got it this time. Yeah. Uh obviously we should say about Bamford. I are, him accidentally getting in the way of that shot. It's annoying, but that's just one of them things that happens. Like, he's making that run into the box. If Roberts crosses that ball three seconds earlier, he's actually in prime position to be, get to the six-yard box first, and he stayed on side. Yeah, and and you've also got, on the other side of that, the away, you know, some of it has to go to, um, to Jack Harrison. It was, um, and, and I think as Hasselbank said at half-time, if he if he's aware of Bamford's positioning and he puts it on the other side of the keeper, it's probably a goal. Yeah, well, it probably is, but 
the keepers at the keepers at that side, your natural instinct, especially on your weak foot, is to go for the open side. Yeah, like I, you're definitely going for the open side there. It was to be honest, it was a good finish from Harrison because the keeper were getting nowhere near it. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't flag the finish. Uh, but what what I actually thought was more worrying with Bamford in this game compared to the pre-lockdown games, I didn't think his hold-up play or his link-up play was good as we had seen previously. And there were lots of things that weren't. Like, they did look rusty. Like, the the number of times... I, it was normally Dallas overlaps and Harrison plays it straight out of play. Yeah, and, and that and, happened about four times. And he, he wasn't the only one. There, quite a, there, there was a few of them did very similar types of mistakes, just sloppy I passing. I, it, it did have a pre-season watched, feel. Did you watch the, the Bournemouth-Crystal Palace game? Uh, I think I saw a little bit of it. I don't know if you saw any of uh, Brooks's set pieces. Bearing in mind that's it's his it's his first game of the season, essentially. Yeah, and he'd been, been out, out injured all year. all year. God, his his corners and free kicks were going all over the place. Yeah. So yeah, you know we 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 would you know Jack Harrison's layoffs by comparison weren't bad. Like bless him, he he was just putting corners straight out for a throw in on the opposite side, and so you know it's 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 to happen. Um, we just got to hope now that we've kind of settled down and and can actually one we can learn from the experience of playing in a in an empty stadium for the first time and in in a competitive manner and and hopefully we can you know, kind of get our heads right. Yeah, because I, I suppose the good way to look at it is with nine ga- we were in a position nine games left, seven points clear of third, and now there's eight games left and we're seven points clear of third. Yeah. Because uh, obviously Fulham got beat 2 0 at home by Brentford and West Brom drew 0 0 at home to Birmingham. Uh, yeah, I did I did think it was quite harsh. I saw today. I, did, I didn't look on it because it was a, a very clickbaity article. But um, the title, Our Leads Set for Their Worst Ever Collapse. Like, we're, we're still top of the league. Oh, we're well, still, we're not. You know, we're second. Sorry, we're still second. <laughs> we're second in the table now. We're seven points clear. Like, what? If we drop into third, th- then do that article. That's fine, but ah, it's it's just what I'm like. It's it was just so frustrating because of the results on the Saturday. The the one that gave it away for me was when I think beforehand they'd said that only one team had won at home on the Saturday. Uh, you know, it was all away wins and draws. Apart from that. So as soon as they said that, much like with the every time Leeds have scored first, they've gone on to win type thing. You just went, we've got a very good, we've got a very good habit of, of bucking those trends. Yeah. Please stop talking. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Adam Forshaw. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I cannot believe he went out. He said formality. <laughs> We're going to. I <laughs> I really hope he's had to apologise to everyone in the dressing room. Well, he won't be allowed in training. He's still injured. Oh, I know he's true. rehabbed, but we won't be risking that. Um, the only thing that I'm trying to take from it is that I thought that we were really quite poor in this game. And we were still comfortably better than Cardiff. You know, yeah. was, and better. I don't really want to say better because I actually think Cardiff 
did exactly what they set out to do and did it quite well. Better isn't actually the term. I'd, it, we created enough chances to have won that game. Well, that's it. I mean, we've we've had sixteen shots to their seven. We only hit target with about three or four, didn't we? Two, two, two. We've hit the target with. Yeah. Well, there's there's your issue. You know, and it's the the amount of people I saw on on Twitter just saying "Hello, darkness, my old friend." Yeah. Um. You know, it's 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 the same issue that's been there all season, but. I don't. I'm hoping that we, you know, with another week of training and with them getting a game in now, that there can be that extra extra bit of pace about them. Because I, th- I thought at times, uh, like kind of Cooper and Ben White, were, it was very lethargic when they were on the ball, and you were just, especially with how dif- you know deep Cardiff was setting up, you were just thinking, no, come on, just just get this going, get moving, mm. and it just it just never happened. So I'm hoping, you know, hoping that we can we get that extra bit of pace into the side. Yeah. Um, well, there's no news yet with regards to the team. That'll The press conference will, in theory, be tomorrow. Hopefully, Pablo Hernandez is back. Cause, nah, mate, out, for the, out for the rest of the season. Because we, we missed him. Yeah. It's, it's, Tyler Roberts just isn't a creative player that he is. He, he's not the talisman that we needed. No, um, I was just obviously that game aside. There hasn't been loads of stuff happened. Uh, I don't know if you've seen today the crowd that has had to be removed from Elland Road. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was uh, sent into our group chat. The, uh, the glory supporting Osama bin Laden and turning yeah. up at Elland Road. Well, it's a sign of the times these Arsenal fans wanting to come and watch Bielsa Ball instead. Uh, to be honest, if you're an Arsenal fan and you've just seen the last two performances that they've put in, and then you hear that David Luiz has been given a one-year extension... That might have been what tipped him over the edge. <laughs> I'd, honestly, after David Luiz's performance against Man City, I don't know, clearly having watched Man City in that game and against Burnley the other night, that Man City are clearly very well prepared for this but you'd be annoyed about David Luiz getting that one year extension yeah I know that uh, I think it was that uh, at we all love Leeds on Twitter who was like fuck's sake they've put me next to him (laughs) (laughs) well at first I I thought it it was me and it had been printed badly because I I did my picture in the in the same shirt the the half and half that's weird so did I yeah (laughs) um so I looked at them and went, what's happened to my head? Oh, that's not me. Oh, that's Osama Bin Laden. Yeah. Uh, on, I would say on, on mine, just out of shot, is Tom Lees. Yes, that's when uh, from when we met Tom Lees at Leeds Fest the day after a game. Yeah. Nice bloke, Tom Lees. Uh, what a nice, yeah, what a nice fella. Yeah, so it, that was a, um, a poor result, but it's not a disaster. No, it kind of worked out for us because because Brentford got the the late two 0 win against Fulham as well, which mm. admittedly you you don't want Brentford picking up any momentum now, but it but it did you know it does help us keep that that seven point gap anyway. Yeah, I mean the I suppose the games really to to talk about going forward. 
it's worth mentioning Friday night. Because Friday night is uh, West Brom and Brentford, isn't it? Yeah. They're coming thick and fast. Yeah, Brentford v West Brom. Uh, that's... What what are you wanting from that? Are we just wanting a West Brom a West Brom win or a draw? Yeah, as as we've said before, it, us winning the league is would be a bonus. It's it's just about us getting you know getting promotion secured. So you know, in in that sense, probably West Brom winning, but ideally in in our in our title challenging mind, a draw. Would be yeah. would be best for that, but you promotion promotion just first and foremost. So yeah, just don't want a Brentford win because I don't want anything, any result that can reduce the gap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, like a, a draw would still have the same gap, although Brentford's goal difference is plus thirty three, which is pretty bloody good. <laughs> yeah, Fulham's is only twelve. Yeah, uh, so that we could do with that, but then. And say Leeds have Leeds have two games this week. Uh, I don't actually remember what scores we predicted, but I'm pretty sure that we both didn't both predict us getting beat. No. So no, we I, think I, I think I, I think I saw the Rob Shaw three 0 Yeah. Um, do we? Do you? Other than Hernandez in, if he's fit, do you think there'll be any changes for the full I, game? I, I can't see it. As much as I'd love to see us go with Roberts up top and, and Hernandez come in, I, I don't see it happening. Yeah. It I, it just seems... It, it'd be very un-Bielsa to suddenly... And to be honest, looking outside of Hernandez, because obviously last time as well we spoke about the subs bench, you know, the, there's two play, you know, on, on there, there's two players who have played regular... Championship football in in Brady and Alioski. Shackleton's played a handful of games. Strikes made a few sub appearances. Gotts finally got to play a league game. That was nice for him. And then you know you've got Perveda coming on to make his debut. Jordan Stevens has has made a couple of sub appearances. Leaf Davis has has made a couple of appearances. So it's it's not it's not the subs bench you'd like or the squad you'd like to have available to you, but. Um, I just say, like in terms of those players filling in for injuries, you, you you wouldn't have a problem. But they're not they're not really the the players you'd look at to, to try and change a game. Yeah, uh, one of the things that I thought that I thought was a bit weird with it uh, is Ryan Edmondson still injured? Uh, I don't know. Because, I mean, obviously Bielsa just does not fancy him at all, doesn't rate him. But now that we're up to nine subs, I cannot get my head around how there's still no striker. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the thought was we can bring on a midfielder and push Roberts up if we need to. But, like, you know, when we were 2-0, when you're 2-0 down... I wonder if he'd consider Perveda... As, as the striker off that well, bench. I, su- I suppose uh, he also has moved Harrison up there, hasn't he, as well? Yeah, true. Yeah, uh, I have just I just opened Phil Hayes' Twitter to see if anything had happened, uh, just as I norm- normally do while we're talking. Uh, the agents' fees figures are out. 
covering from February 1st, 2019 to January 31st, 2020. Leeds were the fourth highest in the championship, 4.03 million, behind Stokes, Swansea and Fulham. Um, Which, that seems that yeah. doesn't seem too bad. Yeah, I'm just, who would that be for? Just having a look at the squad to remind myself that Costa will be the bulk of that, you'd imagine. Yeah, because the agents... Well, I mean, some of the agents fees... I know some of it's going out as well. Because some of it will be paid this summer for the Costa deal. Yeah. Um, I dare say the Augustine loan probably cost a bit with that. Yeah. Because we had had to get him out of the other loan, didn't we? That was all done through an agent, by the sounds of it. Yeah, and and plus then you've got Meslier's come in, White came in. Jack Clark came in again. Oh, God, that was this season, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember when Jack Clark couldn't make the bench. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it kind of, it, I suppose it adds up. Fourth in the league sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah. As long as it's, and it, to me, it's not an overly excessive number either, so I'm fine with it. Yeah. But you know, yeah, it probably... They- be more annoyed if you're a Swansea fan. Yeah, or Stoke for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is it. There's not, I'd say there's not loads else to talk about, so we might as well. I was going to say if you want to talk about the uh, the other big news from the championship. Oh, for Colin. One, for, for one last job. Colin. He's who I, be- again. I believe he said it was his last job when he took the Palace job. <laughs> which was about nine years ago, I think. I think, well, he, he said he wanted one last crack at promotion with us. Mm. Um, it's, I like genuinely, Robbie, it's like Robbie Keane and his dream moves. Yeah, I genuinely, when I read that Woodgate was sacked, I said, I thought, oh, this smells like a Warnock job. And then the second sentence was, Neil Warnock will replace him. <laughs> I do, I am finding it kind of a... An interesting situation. The, the Middlesbrough fans are delighted with the appointment, and I do understand why, because he'll he will make him he'll will try and just make him solid, get through the end of the season, and that yes. probably will work. But they were all celebrating that they'd got rid of Pulis not long since. Yeah, I always thought I always thought with Woodgate it was it was a, a tough remit to to basically get that team playing football. Yeah, like that, to, that that needed to be a three-year job to, to kind of, you know, offload some of those players and, and get better, you know, more ball-playing, you know, better ball-playing defenders in and, and things like that. But that, that's not what that team was set up to do, but that, that seemed to be his, his remit. Yeah. He, uh, I think, what I will say is that I think that it will keep him up. Yeah, it's pro. I mean... Because I just think I think Hull are so bad that they're definitely one of them, and I think Luton are Luton are really f- are five points back. Yeah. So then there's like that for the other spots. You've basically it's weird to say I'm sure that Hull will go down. I'm not sure if Barnsley will when Barnsley have got four points less than Hull, but I genuinely feel that way. Have you? Did you see the statement that Hull put out the other day? Uh, what the one about the athletic? Yes, with the with the not uh, the redacted information. 
yeah, you see, I haven't actually seen it. I heard about it, but I've, to be honest, uh, to break the fourth wall a bit, like I finished work ten minutes before we started recording, and a chance to do all, and I was I didn't get a chance to do all yesterday or the day before. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting. I I, I read through it um, not last night, the night before, and even with a lot of the redacted information, it, it's still quite interesting because the athletic are kind of talking about takeovers and, and, you know, people coming forward and the owners kind of initially showing interest and then being, you know, being annoyed when people have asked to look at the books or they've then said, if, well, if you want to buy the, if you want to buy the club, you've also got to buy the stadium management company, which, you know, runs the stadium, which it just, and at one point they, they seem to be getting good, like good offers for the club. But now that they're kind of staring down the barrel, that you know they're reckoning if they drop into League One, the value of Hull becomes maybe fifteen million. Yeah, I did uh, one thing that I did hear while I was it was while I was uh, working. I was listening to a podcast. I think it, it was must have been on not the top twenty. They were saying that if Hull go down, in theory, despite them being in bits, because of selling. Bowen in January, they should actually be fairly solid cash-wise. Yeah, it was, you know, if nothing else, that they really did cash in with, with Bowen and Grisicki. Yeah, so, like, they'd go down financially quite strong, but the squad would probably be in bits, and the, which should be quite interesting to see what happened. Yeah, I mean... that Yeah, like you say, that squad's kind of a bit all over the place. You've, you've got some some decent players in there, but nothing spectacular now. Um, you know, do you, would you really see any point in, in changing manager? Uh, that's a weird one to think, to be honest. Cause, cause Hull haven't been good at all. as you know, especially since, since the sales in January, but, Clearly, you know the sale of those two players, and then the subsequent results has just demoralised that squad. Yeah, I don't think it's like I don't think it's Grant McCann's fault. No, yeah, you know, it's it's definitely above that. They just took it because what were they when they when they sold uh, Grzyski and Bowen? I think they were thirteenth. Yeah, and I think they've got like two points since then. Yeah, which is... It's one of the worst you know, runs in championship history, probably. I was, was going to say, what's that? Two and a half months? About up to... Yeah. Or, you know, it's about two months if you go from sort of the back end of January to when... Because the last, the last games were middle of March, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's is the definition of freefall. Yeah, the, one, the thing that I hadn't realised... They're now 17, 44 points. Wigan, they're not out of it, but they've really picked up a load of points recently. Yeah, they did, and they because they got another win at the at the weekend, didn't they? And as long as you can stay on top of that pile, because like you say, you've got Stoke, Charlton, Huddersfield. I mean, Charlton got a win, didn't they? And that's that's lifted them up to 19th. Huddersfield yeah. 20th, Middlesbrough 21st, and then. Then you got your bottom three. Yeah, like we can, we're gonna think I've got twenty-one points from the last ten games. Like that is, I think, the best in the division. 
it's um yeah it's 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 been interesting especially now that with playing in empty stadiums it'll be interesting to see how some teams deal with it and others well i mean wigan is literally the same as what they used to Uh, but no, like right now, I would be saying, I would have to say that I think it will be the current bottom three. I think it will be Luton, Barnsley and Hull. But if one of them is going to get out of it, I'd say Barnsley. Yeah, I, th- I think Barnsley have, have probably got the most about them. Which again is but, quite interesting, because they're, they're also the only one in there with, they've got the lowest number of wins out of the three of them as well. Yeah. Uh, although Luton, Luton have got... Um, Graham Jones back, haven't they? Yes. Uh, and he, obviously, he does... I know that he's a new manager, but it's nearly the same squad mm. as when he was there last time. So they'll go back to playing a diamond in midfield, which in theory should suit Izzy Brown if I can keep him fit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's an interesting one with Luton. I'd... Because in no way you're really surprised that they're in the position they're in, you know, looking at, at the squad as a whole. Yeah, but basically, I mean, up to 17th, 17th Wigan are three points above the relegation zone. So that, it could be a really interesting finish in terms of that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably more, is there more competition for that than, I suppose there's probably not more competition for that than there is for the playoffs because... Uh, well, within 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 three points of sixth, you can drop you've down got, to you've got twelfth place Derby, <laughs> Derby, Millwall, Bristol City, Swansea, Blackburn, Cardiff, and Preston. Yeah, and yeah. Then, I think, um, like I think Fulham and Brentford will definitely at least make the playoffs. I don't think I could say Forest definitely. Um, no, nah, well, they're in a decent opposite again. For them, I mean, they've got, a, they've got a four point cushion and I'm not saying we're definitely going up with a seven point cushion. So <laughs> <laughs> no, again, it's in full and sorry, in Forest case it is same as what, same as what I said for us, just, just trying to match whoever is in sixth place and just do whatever they can, they do. Mm. That's been another thing on Twitter among the Leeds fan base this week. Uh, are you one of the people who has had an insurance bet? I I'm not no. But one uh, of but one of us has. Well, I've had. <laughs> I've had like f- probably fifteen of them over the course of the season. Basically, <laughs> since about you'd forgotten about. Yeah, since about February which is when there was a point in February where Leeds went ridiculously short to get promoted, which I think we are currently as well. And what had happened is, uh, I've mentioned it before, but I work for a bookies. Uh, If I won a bet on on football or something else that came up in sport that I was trading and managed to make a few quid or something, say I won 35 quid on something, I'd put a five with it on Leeds not going up uh, and things like that. And I did, I did look at how much it'll be if, if Leeds don't go up and it's like two grand because it's all at nine and 10 to one and things like that. But I have, Oh God, 
I if I get that money, then I'm going to be too depressed to do anything fun with it. I don't. I I've never wanted anything less than that money. I, I wish I could be as pragmatic as as people who who bet against leads. Oh, it's. I've said that in theory, it's a great idea. I can't bring myself to do it on individual games. No. I've I've done it over the course of a se- my actual plan was I did it a couple of times and I wanted to get up to an amount where my season tickets were free next season. And now if we didn't go. And then <laughs> and then, then, we, then we had a run. And then earlier this week that that even after we got beat, that fair was still twelve to one. <laughs> so there's been a few but loads of it pull out. But as I say if it's no one wants the money. It's just like it's like getting bereavement pay. It's like getting your partner to take out life insurance. You know, it's like, you'll be sad, but <laughs> I don't want least, you to die. But if you do, I should at least get something out of it. <laughs> just crying, just, just crying, and just I can't believe she's died. It's oh, in the oh, same, the 50 same grand. Reason, yeah, it's the same reason why on Saturday I had a. A fifteen pound double uh, on Fulham and West Brom. Yeah, I didn't want to win <laughs> like, at all. Uh, yeah. I might, and as that did seem to work, but I didn't have a bet on the Leeds game, and we got beat. Maybe, maybe I should stick Fulham in. Um, maybe I should, in order to make sure. You know, try and jink. My bets can put a pox on anything, so. Oh, fingers crossed. Stick Fulham in a. Fulham and Brentford. I'll get your dad to back Fulham. Yeah, my dad's even dad's more the, the curse best. than me. Yeah, he's more the curse than me. Uh, yeah, I, th- I may have said that on here before, but there was a game years ago. My dad had like a eightfold accumulator on the internationals. And he had. He'd stopped checking one of them. Because Germany were 4 0 up against Sweden. Uh, so he was checking all the other ones, and all the others came in and they were delighted, and he was there going, Get in, I've won it. And then he checked at the end, and uh, Sweden had come back and drawn 4 all. And it wasn't even a friendly, so it was a World Cup qualifier. <laughs> so unlucky. <laughs> it was hilarious. Is what it was. Oh, it's great when it doesn't happen to you. Yeah. So, Saturday. This... Well, it's weird the way this works, because if we get beat, then the next game becomes even bigger. But this next game is probably the biggest game. Could well end up being the biggest game of the season. It's one of the... If we win this game, it's probably the biggest game of the season. If we lose, it's the next one. Then the next one becomes, you know, it's... I see. This is, um, yeah, this this is the definition of a, of a real six-pointer, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's just... I would say now, this game isn't must-win. It's must-not-lose. Yes. If a draw is not a brilliant result, but it's definitely not a bad one, particularly if Brentford don't win on Friday night, it's it's very much uh, trying to keep the wolf from the door, isn't it? Yeah, but again, the real problem is that if Brentford don't win on Friday night, suddenly, like, if we win this, it's such an opportunity. Uh, 
obviously, Fulham, we don't really need to say a great deal about their squad. No, it's good and... It's, it's in, in theory, it's probably the best squad in the division. I definitely thought that before the season started. I think it's certainly um, certainly the most expensive in the division. Yeah, like I can't remember exactly what all my predictions were, but I'm pretty sure I had Fulham winning the league. I think we were all uh, we were all very disappointed when we saw Mitrovic, and and he wasn't fat either. Yeah, uh, although it is weird, it is weird seeing him with long hair. Yes, uh, I'm assuming that'll be gone by this game. Uh, Mitrovic, who is. The best out and out centre forward in the league. Yeah, yeah, you know there might be there might be and other they, attacking players. He should be on his wages. He really. Oh yeah, he's the, he is the highest paid player in the league, and I think by a distance as well. Let's just say he'll probably be the highest paid player ever in this division. Could well be, uh, but obviously he is just a ridiculously good player. Uh, They've they've got decent quality all over the pitch. Like at the week at the weekend, they played Nissan Scavano and Anthony Knockout wide, who were both good. But then they've also got even Caviero. Yeah, I think we'll probably be back in. Uh, they played Bobby uh, Deckard over Reed, who I keep. I'm trying to not just call Bobby Reed because he changed his name for a reason. Uh, but they played him as number 10. Uh, Harrison Reed and Tom Kearney, middle of midfield, who were both really good. But centre mids, they've also got Stefan Johansson and Harry Arter. And uh, Kevin McDonald as well, who isn't as good as he was a couple of years ago. I'd say because uh, it was Harry Arter that came off the bench, one I think, towards the... I think he sort of played the last 50. I think very quickly got booked in that one as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of those the quality all over, and I know Tom Kearney always loves to put in a performance against us. Yeah, he's he's always up for playing well against us. Uh, Joe Bryan at left back, good player. Dennis Adoy at right back is good. Uh, Michael Hector, who I so nearly called Jonas Hector then, uh, who I believe is like an old left back that used to play in Germany. Uh, yeah, Michael Hector and Tim Ream played at centre back. If I was going to say get at someone, it'd be Tim Ream. I've never really rated him. I've said it on here before. They've also got that Maxime Lamarchand on the. He was on the bench. Um, they paid like ten million or something to bring him in at the start of their Premier League season. It hadn't worked out, but he had a, he looked he had a good season in France before it. So he's yeah. not he's not terrible by any means. And Marek Rodak in goal has, for the most part, with the exception of was it Barnsley that played and got beat three 0 at home. In winter, yes, that was and, the one where, where he had a he had a bit of a nightmare. Didn't yeah, he? all three of the goals were his fault. Uh, but outside of that, you know, he's he's had a good season. And I mean, but their backup keepers, Ben uh, Ellie, yeah, Ellie's a very good, very good backup choice to have. Yeah, uh, he is a good player. Cyrus Christie, they've got, and he's decent. Steven Sessegnon, he's a pretty good fullback as well. So they've. I, it's it's a really team. good it's a it's a really good squad. If if they had a better manager than Scott Parker, like they really should be going up this season. Well, like there's the one thing I do think is that he, he was very fortunate to kind of keep his job, having come down with the money that had been spent on that team, mm. and then was given yeah. the chance to have another go with it. 
Yeah, and it's sort of, you know, when West Brom did sack Darren Moore last season? Yeah. I think Scott Parker was in a similar position this season where he was doing fairly, he was doing all right, but with the squad he had, maybe should have been doing better. Mm. And they gambled, and West Brom gambled, and Fulham haven't. And either way, it's probably going to end, they'd probably end up high playoffs. Yeah. But Fulham have just got enough quality that they cannot play well and still score a couple of goals. Yeah, yeah there's always a threat there. Yeah, uh, unlike the game against Cardiff, I don't have to work for this one because I've uh, managed to get off for this one. And it a was very, a, and a very odd uh, Sky TV three o'clock kickoff. Yeah, Saturday three o'clock on Sky, which is weird, but in the circumstances, is the right thing to do. Uh, so, what do you reckon? I'm going to go stupidly confident and go for a 2 0 win. One apiece, I'm going to go. I, I, I would snap your hand off for that, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and then we may as well do this as well because I think we'll be better off trying to get another podcast in after this game. Yes. Uh, Tuesday night, Luton at home. L- Luton's squad is well I think it's a high level league one squad with a couple of with Izzy Izzy Brown is like probably their most quality player but you never know what you're going to get out of him yeah I mean Ayel Berkovic on his day can can cause (laughs) you some troubles but they've they've got some good players they have got obviously they've got their manager back yeah but I mean but they They've listed four keepers on their website. Yeah. But, I mean, they are bottom of the league. Yeah, I mean... I mean, what did they do? They got a late... They got a last-minute draw against Preston, didn't they? Yeah. Because that for Nathan Jones' first game back. Because uh, Callum McManaman scored, didn't he? Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, just looking through their squad now, because you've got... Cameron Carter-Vickers is a, is a decent player to have in on loan. I, th- I didn't even realise he was there. Yeah. I mean, Martin Martin Crane, he's been... I, I still remember when he turned up for that trial for us. Yeah. Um, Sonny Bradley is a physical unit anyway. At yeah, he, he was good when he was at... When he was at Plymouth, I wanted us to have a look at him. Yeah. Because he looked, he looked decent, but I'd only seen him really at a lower level. So he stood out there, but whether he'd be as good at this level, I don't know. That Glenn Ree they've got is... He just looks like a spitting image of Lee Sharp. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can tell I'm literally just flicking through this now. Unan O'Kane is still listed on their squad. Go on, Unan, lad. One yeah, day. I mean, uh, James James Collins up top, he's a decent player. Like, he's, I'm just looking, he's got 11 this season. He, he looked fairly decent against us. Uh, they've got Pe- uh, Pelly Ruddick and Panzer in midfield. He's fairly decent and Kazenga Lualawa's alright as well I was going to say there's Kazenga but re- again really you look through this squad and it's a league one squad yeah we got the result at their place and, and we didn't play especially well there did we no. um, it was Bamford with a 90th minute winner wasn't it that was nice well was it well I was it, sorry it was an own goal yeah Bamford was the one going in for the ball but it was an own goal 
Because um, our first goal in the first game was really good. Uh, ben White won it and like broke out of defence through midfield and played a really great through ball for Bamford to go through and he scored. Yeah. So it was a really good assist from Ben White. Because that was the first game I went to watch. I went, I went down to Ellen Road to watch it anyway and uh, I think it was in the Eddie Gray suite and that was the first game I'd watched after I'd come back from from Portland in November. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I... Yeah, looking through this, we sh- we should be able to. I'd love I'd love us to get a, a convincing win, and you know, to, you know, two or three nil, just and play some nice football. Yeah, well, you know, like when I said Fulham is more must not lose than must win. This one is must win. Yeah, you've got to. Uh, and I'm gonna say we do. I'm gonna say two nil leads. I'm gonna go three nil. Cool. Um, as far as I'm aware, I don't think that we've got anything else that we need to go uh, on about. No, I think that's that's everything at the moment. So there'll yeah. be news come out in about 20 minutes. Yeah, oh, the, the retained list will be out and we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to know, by the way, Bin Laden is trending on uh, uh, yeah. oh, Twitter they, at the moment. They have removed it by, <laughs> by this point. I'm assuming if you're the person that puts it out, you've put it there thinking, let's let's have someone get a picture of this before we remove this. Yeah. Um But yeah, I think that'll do us. So, oh sorry, sorry, there is I'm just looking now on Twitter of the uh the Stephen Island quote that you posted as well, him basically comparing himself to Messi. Yep. Stephen, oh bless him, Stephen Island. Well, he was on verge of that move to Barcelona, but his grandma died. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah that'll do us that's the end of episode 71 of the Mighty Whites podcast uh, the stuff we write goes up on through it all together which hasn't had anything written since game day on Sunday actually just because but, but, but for the first time in a few months you can say we because I have now contributed yeah you actually did something it's amazing uh, but yeah that's uh, on Twitter at THIU it's all if you're L- blah 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 L-U-F-C, fuck's sake. <laughs> um, our stuff is on Twitter at Mighty White's Pod. Uh, I'm fairly sure that this will be a quick turnaround, so it should be out fairly quick, but we'll be back just after the Luton game. Depending on what my work schedule is for that week, we might even do that night. Yeah. Because if, if I'm not up at 5am or anything the next day, we should be all right. Yeah. But yeah, I reckon that'll do it. I've been Jack, see ya. I've been Casey, have a good one. In a bit. <laughs>